the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? I saw on TV that we can clone our dog, Rover, so that he can live forever. Wouldn't that be super cool? Is that a fact? Did they say Rover would always be the same and would always want to play with you? Oh, Grandpa, it's on TV, so it's got to be right. You have to be careful about believing everything you see on TV. I once saw a program about two scientists who promised limitless energy from cold fusion. But that was wrong. But I do trust the Bible. God's word. It's never been proven wrong. But about this cloning, just remember, the clone may look like the original, but it is still a whole different creature who will have to get to know you all over again and may not act the same way towards you as the original. But in movies, the clones are always exactly the same. So, Grandpa, just what are clones? Scientists around the world have experimented on animals by taking DNA, typically from the adult cells of the animal, and inserted that DNA into an egg cell from the same or similar kind of animal. The idea is to get an identical twin, only not born at the same time. That sounds pretty awesome, Grandpa. So what's the problem? That's a great question. There was a sheep who was cloned called Dolly. She looked like the original, but she got old and died pretty fast because the original was already an adult when the tissue for the cloning was taken from her. You see, rather than being a true identical twin, the clone comes from an adult cell. As time goes by, our cells develop more and more mutations. That means an animal that has been cloned, even from a young animal, will have all those new mistakes from the donor animal as well as the old mistakes that are in all of us. Wow, that means a new rover would become a sick old rover really fast, huh, Grandpa? That's right, child. We need to remember what the Bible says in Psalm 139.14. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, there is some value to the cloning research, such as in adult stem cells. But when we try to take God out of the picture by trying to make an exact copy of our pets, or, as some want to do, of ourselves, we do so at our own peril. And that's a fact. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane, president of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association, along with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzwood, all directors at SAPSA. We're here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the first verse. We're talking today about cloning. It was mentioned in the skit that uh, the kid was kind of excited because his dog could be cloned. There's actually a program at my alma mater, Texas A&M University, where they are doing cloning of dogs. For a high fee, you can have Rover cloned. <laughs> and, of course, this looks attractive to people because they never want that dog to go away. One of the most uh, traumatic things for my son in his young life was when Blackie died. We had to take care of the dog. That's tough stuff. But Carl, genetically, cloning is not everything that it's cracked up to be. What are your thoughts here? Well, that's absolutely right. So far, 
the cloning issue has problems on many different levels. The basic problem with Dolly, if we not not looking at the moral issue, because with, with sheep, that's not as big a moral issue as, as with human cloning, and we'll get to that in a minute. But just from a practical standpoint of the clone not living past the ultimate age of a sheep. In other words, the ultimate age of a sheep is somewhere around 16 to 18 years. And Dolly was cloned from an adult sheep who was six to eight years old at the time. And so Dolly was already born halfway old. So uh, that meant that she wasn't going to live as long as a normal sheep. So why would you want to clone it in the first place? That's just adding problem upon problem. That's just one problem. In fact, that's a pretty big problem. Now, there are uh, countries, Korea I believe is one, that are attempting to clone human beings. Now this has a whole different level of problems, uh, morally speaking. What kind of person would this be? Now, frankly, I think that if it is successful that a human being is cloned, that person will be a true human being. But that person will also be a very flawed human being because the cloning process itself is going to lend this person to be very sickly right from the start and have a very early demise, at best, at best. Now, the, the reasons for cloning human beings are frightening. One of the reasons is that the person from whom the clone comes wants spare parts. So now we have, it, it's been proposed to produce a human clone that a person, let's say, is uh, quite well off, has the money to invest in this essentially human spare part walking uh, repository. Mm -hmm. So now whenever the heart fails on the original, uh, just take the heart out of the clone or the liver or the kidney, you name it. So, and this would obviate the need for immune problems. In other words, it would be the same genetic material, so there would not be the rejection problem. But then there would be the moral issue of destroying a human being in order to save another human being's life. So I think this is a tremendous moral issue that has not been formally addressed, but it has kept human cloning away from the United States for the moment. I suspect it won't last now, lastly, we talked about adult stem cells, which I think is a highly underrated program. There are a number of, of uh, success stories in medicine using adult stem cells, which means taking cells from our own bodies. In other words, uh, say I needed a, a new heart or I needed a, a replacement for uh, some part of my body. I would take stem cells from my own body culture those cells in the direction of what we want to do, in other words, what kind of organ needs to be fixed. Uh, for example, uh, this is on the horizon, the replacement of the cartilage of knees is uh, being worked on as, as we speak where a, a mold of the cartilage is made uh, and then stem cells are coated over this mold to become the cartilage that would replace the worn out cartilage in that person's knee. That is an excellent example of how stem cells could be used morally, responsibly, and ethically. So that is a, a great way to use adult stem cells. Now, embryonic stem cells, on the other hand, have a huge problem right from the get-go, scientifically speaking, of rejection. If I take an embryo 
that is not from me and uh, clone or use stem cells from that individual, from that person, number one, I've killed a person to get those stem cells. And number two, those stem cells are foreign to my body. So if I use them in my body, I have to use some sort of anti-rejection medication for the rest of my life. How crazy is that? Yeah, This gets unbelievably complex and ethical. You're listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Today we're talking about cloning, implications from the Bible, implications from ethics. Terry, what do you think about this? Well, I would say there is a reason God designed us to reproduce sexually. You know, God tends to know what he's doing. So there is a reason God designed us to reproduce sexually. And in law books, we're told not to marry our close relatives. That would be biblical um, law books, as a matter of fact. Yeah, the, the biblical law books. Exodus, Numbers, uh, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, as well as Genesis. And, but sexual reproduction is what provides variety and helps keep us healthier by, by us having greater gene pool and, and, and one person not getting bad, the same bad gene from each parent. So it's sexual reproduction that provides variety, not evolution. And it makes life more interesting. We read here in Genesis 1:27, it says, So God created mankind in his own image, in the image of God. He created them, male and female. He created them. There you're talking about the pre-programmed genetic diversity that God put us all. So that we have this wide diversity of races, of people, of types, of abilities. But unfortunately, with this cloning thing, we are now getting on the edge of being able to play with all that. Carl mentioned that the one, the clone, was, had problems from the start. It had frayed telomeres. Telomeres are the end caps of, of the DNA molecules. And just like we get frizzy hair, the telomeres tend to fray with time. This is one of three ways in which we age. And so Dolly, unfortunately for her, was born old of these frayed telomere end caps. But what is not known from the uh, Roslyn Institute and Dr. Ian Wolm put together this thing, a year later they cloned something called Polly, another (laughs) clone, another sheep. And this time they inserted a human gene. Now this insertion did not make a huge difference within Polly, but it shows where this stuff could go. It shows that we want to get to the point of being into designer humans. Most Americans don't know about it, but in Asia, for years now, they have been identifying whether a baby is going to be male or female, and guess what they're doing? They're aborting those that aren't male. That's just the next step that's taking us down what could be a very bad row in trying to design humans to be something that they never would be or never were supposed to be. We believe in the Bible's attitude of God designed us from the start and that we need to carry forward with His design. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org, that is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org, or call 210-599-7240.
When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletters. You can also call 210-599-7240 to request having the newsletter emailed to you. Our website also has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. For meeting time and place, please check our website as we are moving from our old meeting place. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR website, click on KSLR Podcast, and scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us next Saturday for Believing the Bible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.